500 vehicles to sell, 500 ways to save. One month only at Build Penny Toyota during Mega Memorial Month. Now through May 31st. That means mega deals on your favorite Toyota models from Alabama's number one volume Toyota dealer. And don't forget, every new vehicle comes with our 10-year unlimited warranty. Plus, enjoy the rest of our awesome Penny perks. Visit BuildPennyToyota.com during Mega Memorial Month. Number one based on 2018 total new Toyota retail sales in Alabama for Southeast Toyota distributors. Warranty valid through 10th year of ownership on new vehicles only. See dealer for details. Shut up and sit down. chat room. Apparently, Original Tempest has been nice recently, and the source of this niceness has been discovered to be a fist bump, a virtual one, no less, with a Hufflepuff. Who knew they were contagious? Be careful out there, people. Be careful. Be careful. (laughs) Oh, Lordy. I, uh, huh. There is no lady holder in the chat room. I don't even know what to do with myself. I wonder where she is. I wonder. That's here. Hold on. I took a nap earlier today, and I did not set my alarm. Evening. It was this evening. I woke up about 40 minutes ago. I totally spazzed on the radio show, and it was only, I just, I woke up by accident. <laughs> In time for the radio show. I have no topic. I don't think I realized it was Friday until the um, alarm on my computer went off telling me that I had <clears throat> 25 minutes left until my radio show started. And I'm like, oh. It's Friday. I had a very full week. My mom um, had diabetes classes, and she made me go with her. And um, she was fierce. It was, uh, you know, very weird. And uh, they, I don't know if it was the nurse's intention. It probably was. I By the time that class was over, they're talking about side effects of um diabetes and not managing your condition and not paying attention to your body. She talked about feet amputation and toe amputation because when you have, when you have diabetes, you have to take very special care of your feet because you're going to be prone to infections and your um circulation gets bad and especially in your extremities, your feet and your hands. And if you Sometimes you can't even feel feet injuries. And she talked about a man who um, something had fallen down into one of his boots and he didn't realize that uh, it was puncturing his foot repeatedly over a week um, until his wife smelled it, the infection. She smelled the infection. And he lost his leg below the knee. 
because the infection spreads. It was horrible. It was horrible. She didn't have pictures, but she kept talking about it and the infections, right, and gangrene and all of that. And by the time, and see, the thing is, is I've broken both of my feet in the last 10 years. Um, um, in the last five years, let's be honest, the last five years. Of course, the results of both of those broken feet are my two biggest Harry Potter projects. So in order to get a third one, I might have to break something. I don't know. It's just, that just, that's just how it worked out. Well, no, not my biggest because um, Harry Potter and the Sunlight Bond is my biggest Harry Potter project. But both Birth of the Serpent King and that old Black Magic were written while I had a broken foot. <laughs> So anyway, I've broken both of my feet in the last five years. And by the end of this class, they hurt so bad. My feet were killing me. It was like I was some kind of psychosomatic reaction to this woman talking about feet amputation. And they hurt so bad. And they hurt today, too, but mostly it's the rain because I have arthritis in my feet um, because I broke small bones, and small bones and arthritis are pretty much hand-in-hand. And so, yeah, that that's happening. And anyways... I got somebody on hold. I have no idea who they are. Let's see. I believe, I think it's Kaz. I'm not sure. We're going to say hi to Kaz if it's Kaz. If it's not Kaz, then we'll say hi to somebody else. Hello. Oh, is who? What? What What number is this? You don't have to say online, but that's not your normal number, is it? Is it the 865? Yeah. Yeah, that's my normal number. <laughs> You're still out of it, aren't you? Can you hear me? Hello? What are you doing? I'm just at work. Trying to dry off after the rain. (laughs) This suck? Oh, yeah. Especially since I don't have any windshield wipers. This is... (laughs) This is um, not Lady Holder. This is Kaz, right, Kaz? Yeah, this is Kaz. Okay, this this is this is Kaz Patton. Lady Holder mm-hmm. is like totally missing. She's not in chat. She's not on the phone. I have no idea where she is. We might call her just to see where she is. Won't that be funny? Oh, that'd be hilarious. Because I've never actually called traffic. anybody. <laughs> yeah, just to just be out of the blue. Yeah. So Kaz calls in to um, listen on the phone because she can't listen at work. And um, even though I wrote down her area code so I wouldn't forget who it was, I always forget. <laughs> and what's funny is um, my, the first three digits of my number, the only way I could ever remember it, because uh, all my other phone numbers, never could remember them. I got to choose the prefix. So I picked... Three one four because of pi. <laughs> Just so I can remember my <laughs> phone number. Uh, yes, I am that kind of dork. I am proud of it. I ain't no. I am that dork when I get when I get asked my phone number. I pull my cell phone out so I can tell them because I have no idea. I have to look every uh, time. Until I got this phone number, that's what I did, and I still don't remember my mother's phone number. <laughs> She's had it for like. I know, right? Modern cell phones have ruined me. Even my house phone has a phone book. Um, I can't. Um, I'm screwed. I'm screwed. Because if my power goes out and my phone goes dead, I can't. But then, you know, my cell phone, I just, without phone books, I'm lost. And a real phone book's practically like, it could be written in a foreign language for all I know. I haven't used one in so long. It's ridiculous. 
Well, I tell you one thing. I can't, I can't even keep up with my like my nieces and nephews. They're constantly changing phone numbers. I'll get a you know phone call from Florida. I'm like, do I want to answer it? Is it a telemarketer or is it a family? So I'll let you it go never know. <laughs> yeah, I guess um, um, I have okay. Sprint, mm-hmm. and um, Sprint has this thing where you can get your voicemail transcribed into a text, and so your voicemail is text and. And so every, sometimes um, my niece or nephew will call, and I don't know if it's because their voice is so young or they don't enunciate properly, but when it gets transcribed, it's a mess of letters, and, and, it, and it only happens with kids. With adults, I get, even if it's the wrong word, um, the yeah, visual voicemail, uh, it's... Uh, it's interesting, and I can figure out what's going on without actually having to listen to the voicemail. But if it's one of my nieces or nephews, I'm going to have to listen to it because it's just a jumble of letters. And then I'll listen to it, and it's perfectly understandable. So I think it has to be their their age, like their young age, and the software can't deal with their their voice because they're too young. I don't know. I know. Um, when my – well, she's going to be 18 next month, but um, – one, my niece, uh, she calls me, you know, she calls me all the time. And I'm like, what? What did you say? What? Huh? Because her phone sucks. And it's like, rah, 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 rah. It sounds like a teacher from Charlie Brown every fucking time. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, can you say that a little bit slower? Oh, look, Cass just said the F word on the international radio. <laughs> <laughs> Um, Although, you know, I will say that my my radio show is rated R. Blog Talk recently sent me an email asking me if I wanted to advertise, um, you know, for money, um, because I get quite a few hits, and apparently, oh, there's Lady Holder. Um, I get get quite a few hits, and they asked me if I wanted to uh, advertise on the show. And I wrote back, and I'm like, um... My show's rated R. If you've got an advertiser who's comfortable with me using the F word every 15 minutes or every five minutes, you go right ahead and let me know. <laughs> because I talk about sex and cock, and I use the F word a lot. And the person who wrote back to me, I, I don't know what they did before they emailed, because um, the, you could tell just from, the, just from the words they used in their email, they were very amused. So um, we'll see how that goes. We'll see how that goes. We'll see if there's any brave advertisers on Ball Talk Radio who don't give a shit that I cuss like a sailor because I get a lot of hits. So we'll see. Yeah, my mother not, said, um, I could actually be the Howard Stern of Ball Talk Radio. I don't know. <laughs> Except I'm cuter. Yeah, I'm, I'm cuter than I Howard Stern. Say, I was about to say, I hope you're prettier. Hmm. <laughs> But um, yeah, my mother. She says I, I could make a drunk Russian sailor blush with how much yeah. I cuss, and, and I'm like, "Well, you're the one that raised me." You know what I should have done today? I should have recorded my um, running commentary from my house to the grocery store today because I called four different people, um, and. Because they were all at work and they couldn't talk long, and I was so irritated, and there was so much traffic, and I must have used the word cocksucker twenty times. <laughs> I don't even need an excuse to be talking to somebody just to um, call other people cocksuckers when I'm in traffic. 
mean, I'm, I'm like, and I call, and there's less silence in the background. I'm like, did you kill the kids? <laughs> she said, no, they're all taking a fucking nap. Jesus, it's terrible. And, um, and so I'm going down the road, and this man pulls out in front of me, and it's raining. It's been raining for three fucking days here. And I said, you son of a bitch, cocksucker. I just, I just went off, right? And my mom said, I thought you liked cocksuckers. <laughs> oh, I said, there are good cocksuckers and there are bad cocksuckers. And she said, um, for my, real? I said, ask, ask my dad. <laughs> I think there my, are good ones and bad ones. Just like there I are good bitches favorite. and bad bitches. <laughs> <laughs> well, my favorite insult is calling somebody the afterbirth of a lesbian clusterfuck. <laughs> And that usually shuts them up. <laughs> they have nothing to say to that. <laughs> I, said, I said it to my husband once. I said it, and he said, um, should you be insulting gay people that way? I said, more than gay men suck dick. That's a universal insult. <laughs> but, you know, honestly, there there is nothing wrong with having a cock in your mouth, so I'm not sure it probably should be considered an insult. But it is my favorite, and it comes out a lot. And so does Motherfucker. I'm I'm, I'm very fond of that one as well. And um, But, yeah, I cuss basically for 20 minutes straight through four different phone calls. And so when I called my husband, I was going into mm-hmm. Sam's Club. And um, I... He was laughing so hard at me, it was hard for me to stay mad. He was so genuinely amused by my temper that it was actually hard to keep a temper. And now I'm picturing that you and your husband are the John and Rodney of your area. He finds yeah. it very amusing when I'm mean to other people. He doesn't appreciate it when it's directed his way, but when he, his favorite thing on earth is to take me somewhere when I have PMS. Oh, God. Because oh, honey, I'm, I'm going to sure be an asshole to other, other people. With popcorn. Yeah, you know yeah, yeah. Because I'm going to be an asshole to somebody, and he appreciates that. I'm terrible. And the older I get, the worse I am, because I've gotten to that point where I don't give a shit. I don't. And when I was younger, I was politer. But the older I get, the more, the less I care. What do anybody thinks? I'm only polite at work. <laughs> there was this lady at Kroger today, and um, I stubbed my toe, and I said, "Son of a bitch!" real loud. And she looked at me and kind of tutted under her breath about about my language, and. Normally, I would have ignored her, okay? But I, but today is not the day for her to be reprimanding me, okay? And I looked at her and I said, do you pay any of my goddamn bills? <laughs> and she got this wide yes. look on her face like she didn't actually expect me to engage her for her chastising me under her breath, right? And yeah. she's like, um, uh, I said, yeah, I didn't fucking think so. So you don't get to actually have an opinion about what I do or what I say. Oh, God, you that can, reminds me. You uh, can go the Sunday. fuck away. Yeah, um, last Sunday I got off work. I needed to grab some milk and coffee from, uh, you know, the essentials in life. And mm-hmm. um, But, yeah, yeah. <laughs> 
especially coffee. I agree. But yeah. and chocolate so I'm coffee, you know, wearing, wearing a tank top, and then my bra strap slips in. I don't know why. I guess, like, one shoulder's uh, shorter than the other or some crap like that. Anyway, I'm walking through, and they've been doing some renovations in the grocery store, and there's some guys in there. And it's a Sunday, so you, you don't really expect, you know, construction to be doing going on, and uh, especially in the grocery store, but they're trying to, like, hurry up and get this crap done. So I'm walking along, looking at the coffee, and this lady's like, you know, that's not appropriate. And I was like, what, the coffee? She goes, no, your bra strap is showing. There are men around. I was like, well, then look the other fucking way, bitch. <laughs> well, I didn't say bitch, but you know what? It's not my mouth. Are you for fucking serious? So that's what would have come out of my mouth. Are you for fucking serious? You know, here's and, the thing. I am really fed up with men sexualizing women. The last thing well, I need is for a woman to do it to me, too. Yeah, and this is someone's like my age. Yeah, and I'm 41. I was like, you know, get over it. It's a fucking bra strap. People wear bikinis. If I want to, you know, the only difference is, yeah, my boobs fall out of my, you know, <laughs> a lot easier in a bikini. My mom would have said, you're, you're lucky I'm wearing one. <laughs> and walked away. <laughs> Because she hates them. It's her work. It's the. It, um. It's she fucking hates them. So she'll. You know. And the thing is, is she's a triple D. So she mm-hmm. has no choice but to wear one when she leaves the house. Otherwise, she's going to end up on that people at Walmart show. Um. Uh. Website. It'll, it'll be bad. Thank you, Robin, for pointing that out because it was in my head earlier and I forgot about it. Robin said it in the chat room. Well, um, you know what's funny is you know I'll, I've always wanted to get my nipples pierced, but I didn't want to scratch up my knees. Yeah. <laughs> my sister has her nipples pierced. She said it was fantastic. Of course, she's a little <laughs> bit of a masochist like me. Um, and she said that actually the first month that she wore the the, the nipple rings, she actually had to fold um, pieces of gauze and slip it into her bra because her nipples were so hard all the time. That, and she didn't have any padded bras, so she had to actually, you know, she said the first day that she noticed that she was at work and she was wearing a white top, and she looked in the mirror when she was in the bathroom, and so she had to fold up toilet paper and stick in her bra to to hide her nipples, because her male co-worker spent the whole morning looking at her chest, and she didn't know why. And her nipple rings were showing through, because her oh my nipples God. were so uh, hard. Yeah, you saying that about her not realizing why the guys were looking, and I was like, that made me remember when I was like 17 and doing like PE and stuff like that. They do like Simon Says, and they always had us do the jumping jacks. It took me forever Uh. to figure out why. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. My sister doesn't have much tit. I think she could be just a B cup. And it's not even like a full B cup, so she's not used to men staring at her chest. Um, so she didn't get it at first, yeah. and and then she got it. And so, but she uh, she um, she normally wears a ball a, a barbell piercing in her nipple. Mm-hmm. Um, and there's this uh, very large water park mm-hmm. in our area, and she has she has a couple of kids. And they're off for the summer, and so she keeps taking them over to the water park. Um, she actually had a, a guest at the water park tell her she should take her nibble rings out 
because they were showing through her um through her bathing suit. And my sister is no different than me, really. She's just four years younger. She's a younger version of me with kids. So any patience that she might have is gone within 35 minutes of her kids waking up. <laughs> so by the time oh. she got to this water park with her children at midday, any patients that she might have had had been dead for at least four hours. And so oh, yeah. <laughs> she told this woman to kiss her ass. And the woman actually complained to the park. And so um, one of the lifeguards comes over and um, he said, Ma'am, I have a complaint because you're um, not decent, but I don't. And he goes, and I don't mean to be insulting or anything, but I don't see anything wrong with what you got going on. So, do you know why? And um, she, she said, I can't believe she complained to you of all people because this lifeguard had two nipple rings in. <laughs> she said, and she male, she and told me I should take my showing. piercings out. Yeah, she said he. She told me I should take out my piercings, and he went, oh. Well, not that I'm looking at your tits, but they look fine. And then he walked away. <laughs> so there you go. I'm going to put you on hold so you can do your job and, you know, listen to me talk nonsense for two hours since I have nothing actually to talk about. And I got Lady Holder on the line, so we're going to see what she's up to. Yeah, I just had uh, some paperwork to do. And now, um, luckily, my uh, lady I replaced, she'd already had all the cleaning done. I'm like, Toby. Oh, fantastic. That's that's. A lot easier time. I always hated cleaning. I worked at a hotel, third shift. I loved the third shift. I hated two things: cleaning up all the after off all the assholes on the second shift who didn't do their job. And let me tell you, every day I left them a note letting them know I didn't appreciate them not doing their job, and putting out breakfast. <laughs> I fucking hated putting out the bagels. I mean, it was just bagels, but I hated it. Oh, I hated it. Anyway, well, have fun at work. Yeah, this- yeah, this oh, stuff's pretty easy, and thank God. <laughs> I've done enough hard, the hard crap. <laughs> okay, have fun. Or, okay. you know, don't do anything really taxing, because I wouldn't. Fuck that shit. It's too old. I'm, I'm too old for that shit now. Anyways, yeah, I'm, I'm going to talk to Lady yeah, now. <clears throat> yeah, I'm going over a little revision of the second draft of my story. <laughs> I wrote three books when I worked not audit because there was nothing else to do after you got the machines doing their audit. And I'm not saying that Kaz works in a hotel or anything, but that was, but that was my third um, shift job, and, and that, that's what I did. And so I never had a um, I, I never had shit to do after I started the audit on the computers because um, because it was automated. And so I wrote three books while, while yeah. I was at the hotel. Anyway, yeah, it, yeah I get a lot of downtime on this. <laughs> Yeah. All right. Have fun with Lady Holder. I'll be listening. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Hello. Okay. Hello. You know, Where are it's you? Amazing that, uh, actually, I'm driving home. No, That's I was funny because um, in the uh, in the chat room, we we noticed the pure lack of Lady Holder. <laughs> and you weren't on my board, and I'm like, I was talking to Kaz, and about 30 seconds before you actually called in, I was like, 
I think we're going to call a holder tonight and see what she's doing. It'll be a surprise. <laughs> and, and and then you called in. I was, yeah, well, I was in the chat room. They're saying I was distressed. There was some distress because, you know, it's 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 really weird not um, to be lady holder free. And I was lady holder free for a while. I don't even know. Well, part of this is I had some friends out from um, from Chicago, and they uh, spent uh, time running around the Grand Canyon and Arizona and having a good time and in general figuring out that it's damn hot out here. Um, and so we went out to dinner, and we went out to a local sushi place, which honestly um, is bait. It's, it's pretty bait, but it's bait. And they had a good time. I took pictures and sent it over to the husband. He hates us all because he eats it. <laughs> and what did you eat? Because you don't eat sushi, do you? I don't eat fish. Um, what the hell do you eat? Baked. No, she's not saying baked. She's saying bait, original Tempest. Yeah. She's saying sushi As is bait. Yes. As in the stuff you stick to, on a hook to go catch another fish if you want to be technical. It's nasty. <laughs> I don't like it. It's pretty. It's very pretty. And I'll even put up a picture of, of what my, my friend um, got when I get home. But there's not a hope you're ever going to get me to eat that stuff. Well, Azura says it's what real food eats. <laughs> Which is how I view no. most vegetables. <laughs> Point. No, I'm sorry. Real food eats grass. It moves. <laughs> it occasionally produce, produces milk, and it tastes really good, medium rare. Speaking of which, did you see that picture on Facebook today of that fluffy cow? No. <laughs> oh, I will get on. I will get on here, and I will share it so that when you get on, when you get home, you can see the picture of the fluffy cow because it is fucking oh, hilarious. God. It is so cute. Okay. Well, it's still going to be lunch. Um, but, yeah, it's, I, I'm driving home from from that particular dinner. Um, and you know what? I'm, sit, I'm sitting there. I'm watching the clock. It's getting close to 8. i got to go. <laughs> like, i got to go. I've got something to do. 8 o'clock, it's, it's, you know, so, yeah. Um, what I was actually going to say to start this is uh, – you and your husband, there's a reason I end up calling you McKay most of the time. You know? And it, it, yeah, you've got a mouth like a sailor, and you're not afraid to use it. So, yeah, good time. But, so, no topic for tonight, huh? No topic, no. I slept through the topic phase of my evening. We're lucky I woke up in time to do the show because I totally spazzed on it. You, you mentioned, you missed that part, I think. Uh, yeah, I did, um, because I, I missed the yeah. first 10 minutes, so not, a, not yeah. horrible, but um, still. I actually went to sleep early. I, I, my feet were hurting today because of the fucking rain. Oh, no. And, um, I uh, asked, like, fuck it, and I went to bed. And I woke up totally by accident around 9.20. Oh, Jesus. Yeah, I know, right? I know. How far are you from oh. home? Um, about 40 minutes. 40 minutes? Oh, my God. Okay. That's terrible. Give you an idea. Yeah, I work 
45 miles away from my house. Where I had dinner was an additional 15 miles from my office. In the opposite direction from your house, obviously. Pretty much, yeah. Yep. So. That's terrible. Yeah. Oh, well. Are you doing your headset or your car speaker? The car? Do you want me to put the headset on? Yeah, I do, because there's some background noise, and I'm not sure how it's going to translate into the podcast. I'm going gonna, I'm, okay. I'm gonna to put you on hold for a second while you do that. I'm going to answer your question okay. that I just saw in Rough Trade. Okay. Hold on. Okay. Um, there was a question on the Rough Trade Facebook. I'll answer the question there, too, but I'm going to answer it here. Um, a couple of questions. Okay. One of my rules on um, Rough Trade goes as follows. As a site rule, we will not allow tolerate the following. Sex between children and adults, sexual interaction of any kind between consenting teenagers under the age of consent. Um, I have that rule because the site is hosted in America, in the United States, and uh, I don't want to get fined or put in jail for child pornography. So that's why I have that rule. Okay, here are the questions. Does this mean, does the first part mean no explicit sex between children and adults, or does it mean even mentions of it if you warn for child sexual abuse? I would prefer, no, no. I don't want to see any explicit sex between children and adults on Rough Trade, period. I don't want to see it at all. For the second part, what about non-con between teens? If you have non-consensual sexual contact of any kind, you must warn for it. The age of consent differs by state in the United States from 15 to 16. Um, I think as a general rule that we should probably just make 16 the, uh, the, the standard just to be safe. Um, you don't want to be accused of... Uh, of sexual, um, if you don't want to be accused of something like that, just to be perfectly honest, it's just not a good idea. So, uh, <clears throat> Inkwave, okay. Inkwave, I'll answer that question in just a second. Uh, <clears throat> so, yeah, just, just make sure your characters are at least 16 years old if you're going to be exploring any sexual topics. And I don't want to see any sexual interactions between adults and children, period. Period. I don't want to see it at all. Um, I don't want to hear about it. And a warning is not enough. It will not happen on Rough Trade, um, period. So there you go. And I will answer that question on Rough Trade as well. Okay. So, um, okay. And uh, Inkwave asks um, if you're... Uh, Contributors don't have – the question was, I was wondering if they, we are no longer allowed to prove comments on our own post. Currently, people who are participating in Rough Trade for the next week, um, the Harry Potter week, are listed as contributors. As contributors, your rights on the site are very limited. I do this to um, protect posting integrity um, during the setup stage so that I don't have somebody – doing something that pisses me off and then I get, and, and, and then I yell at everybody 
or they start early and they post their story before everybody else. And so you'll get author posting rights um, at midnight tomorrow night, and then you'll be able to approve comments on your own post. You'll be able to edit your post. Currently, you can't even edit your own project file because as a contributor, you're not allowed to do that. Contributors are only allowed to submit posts. They can't for pending processes, so they can't actually even post to the site without my permission. So, so that's what that is. Um, earlier, somebody else asking about posting multiple times a day. In the past, I had no problem with this because at most we had 15, 16, maybe 20 um, participants. We have over 30 participants this time. I would prefer that you post once a day. Because if 30 people post once a day, that's 30 emails that our subscribers are going to get. Don't post two, three times a day. That's ridiculous. I'm sorry. It really is. You can, you can, you can um, hold your wad, basically, and, until you're ready to post for your final moment of the day. Just, you know, um, let me get you an actual number because 30 isn't the actual number. I, I know it's over 30. Let's, let's, let's put it that way. Um, uh, so currently there are 40 participants in Rough Trade, but I've got six that are pending um, or st there are still six, seven, eight that are still in the pending process. So we have eight project files left to go unless somebody else backs out, which is entirely possible that happens. So there are 40. So if, even if you only did two posts, that is 80 emails, 80 emails that our subscribers would be getting. So please do not post twice. Post once a day. And yeah, and, and, and hold your wad. It is perfectly okay to do that. Okay. I imagine that Lady Holder's got her uh, headset stuff worked out. Let's see if I can't find my fucking, um, I lost my uh, headset. There we go. <clears throat> <laughs> yeah. Um, that, that's it, actually, it, yeah, the, that's a little better. There's some little background noise, but not as bad as it was before. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. Um, well, part of it's also, um, it's our roads. But yeah. what I was going to say, uh, it's, it's 40 something posts, and then remember, some people also um, go and they follow the, the comments. Right. So you have 40-something posts for, for stories, plus every time somebody comments on, a, on a, uh, a section that you're following, you're going to get massive numbers. And if you're an author, all right, I put a comment in on my own so I can follow my own comments. And that means I'm getting all of those posts as well. So my email is getting a workout this month. It's getting a very big workout this month. <laughs> hey, the um, the Stargate one was huge. We ended up with 317,000 words as our word count for um, uh -huh. the, the Stargate I, Rough Trade. And if yep. everybody posts, we're going to have 400,000. Plus. Yes, it's going to be very Plus, interesting. Yeah, yeah. <clears throat> that's a hell of a that's a hell of a shot in the arm to to the two fandoms. I think so too. I think it's really great. Um, I can't wait to see all these stories go up on AO3 or wherever they're going to go. I opened up my Stargate one today, and I was looking at it, 
and I was thinking about talking to my beta, but then I put it aside because then I realized um, that my beta <laughs> team also has Stargate Fix, and they're both about to move into the Harry Potter challenge. And so I guess we'll be doing a, like a trade-out. Like I'll get Chris's, and she'll get mine, and you can have hers or somebody's. We'll, we'll, do, you know, we'll do a swap around, and everybody. We'll do a round robin so that everybody's work gets baited twice and so uh yeah yeah that's, yeah that's so that's going to be interesting because normally you know it's normally <laughs> anyways it's, it's, we're getting stuff from you and um occasionally i'll put something up and yeah it's it's uh chris hasn't been been getting or been the one to, to supply us with fix so you know having her stuff on hand is going to be hey we get to be the one who gets to put more porn here yeah, let let's have a blowjob right there. <laughs> yes, that works for me. Are you sure we can have some sex right there? Because that would be great. Although that's the thing about Chris's pick, you can't say she didn't put no sex in that. No, we can't say that. Although she opened that shit up with sex. <laughs> Boom. It was good times. <laughs> and let's be honest, I really didn't think of of uh, Radic as. I mean, I know I wrote him having sex. Admittedly, it was heterosexual sex, but it was sex. But I don't normally think of Radic with sex. It's kind of a little bit odd. So it was very, it was very refreshing to to read that and realize that you know, hot damn, he is a hot little man. So good times. You know. So. I've read your bit, the, the project file you put up, mm-hmm. and I'm really wondering how yours is going to stay 10,000 words. I know, right? Cause I, have, I have terrible luck with, with with Harry Potter. I don't have a single uh-huh. Harry Potter project under 100K, so I'm not sure how I'm going to accomplish 10K. I don't even know. I think this is going to be Chapter 1. I don't know. Um, <laughs> Chapter <I> mean, 1. <laughs> Which I told everybody, well, it'll be a very inclusive and skin on its own chapter one if that's the case. No, actually, I've I have my plot. I've I've plotted twice, um, and to prevent myself from going off the rails, I've actually plotted by scene. Oh jeez. Okay. Yeah, so there won't be a um, no. This is actually I'm 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 working very hard to confine myself because that's the challenge to confine because um you know truth be known my average episode in Harry Potter and the Soulmate Bond is between 10 and 14,000 words. I remember. Yeah. Average is average is close to 14. Yeah. I have one or two that are like 9, but that but that's rare for that for uh-huh. that series. And so I remember when I was doing the Stargate Atlantis, um, the um, Sentinels of Atlantis series, I wanted to do 5K episodes. After I did that big 30K as my, like my season opener, uh-huh. which was The Gathering, it was my idea to do 5K episodes. You, you can see how well that worked out. You can, go, you can go look at that. And, and that could be yeah. because um, I lost all that work. And so anyway, when I replotted, 5K went out the window. So. Yep. Straight out. Well, it's it, for me in this case, the only Harry Potter I've actually written is that one little evil author day fic, and even then, that's not finished. 
And so I've got this story that I've got from beginning to end that I want to to do, and it's going to be interesting to see how it works because that's that's one fandom I really haven't gone into. So I don't know. It's going to be fun, what, uh, you know, getting to the end of the of the story and seeing seeing how I feel about it. Yeah. We'll see. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, and I. It's my goal to write a complete short story. Uh-huh. <laughs> It'll be my first complete short story in um in um in in, in Harry, Harry Potter. Potter we'll see how that, yeah, we'll, uh-huh. we'll, we'll 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 just see how that works out. One thing um I would like to point out to people um is that you're not allowed to ask questions during the writing phase of Rough Trade. Oh, you mean the the comments where people are asking about Plot points, or why are you doing this, or what about that? And yeah, yeah, or no. or trying to anticipate the plot. Don't do that. Don't because these writers are reading your comments, and they are actually writing the story in the moment, mm-hmm. and they don't need your perspective. They don't need your questions. They don't need it's, your advice. They don't want to know what you want for their plot. Yeah. So don't do it. Don't ask, okay. don't speculate, and don't give advice. It's okay to be enthusiastic, to say you, you're enjoying the hell out of it, you know, um, we're having a good time reading it, but, you know, trying to, to second-guess the author, trying to push the author um, the, the direction that you want their story to go, is, if you really honestly feel that good about it or that strongly about it, um, ask the author if you can borrow the bunny and go write your own because we'll read it. It'll be a different flavor of the story, but don't push the author, all right? You wouldn't appreciate it if it it was you writing it. So, um, you know, display the same courtesy and don't be an asshole. But the thing is, is, um, you should also don't waste your time because – if your comment gets approved at all, it will be heavily edited. I edited, I edited, I edited, and I didn't delete anybody. That's not true. I deleted two comments um, so far, and one was on a project file for Harry Potter, and one was on my project file for Stargate. Uh, but I have edited about 30 or 40 comments on Rough Trade this month. Mm-hmm. My, patience on, my patience on that subject will eventually run dry. <laughs> and I don't know if it will happen next week on day one or day five, but the person who is responsible for the end of my patience being reached will probably get cussed out in an email. Don't be that person if, you, if you're sensitive because I will straight cuss you out and you'll be lucky if you don't get banned. So don't just, just don't do it. Just, just follow the rules. Um, don't be that because asshole because I will throw you off yeah. of trade. And since, since um, if you piss her off hard enough, she's got your ISP, guys. Uh, Yeah, I I have your IP address. I can lock you out of my site, too, because it would be at at, um, at a domain level. So if you get locked out of Rough Trade, you will probably get locked out of my main domain. Mm 
Yep. And it's just not it's not worth it. You know, um, just remember that you know these are a lot of these people are brand new, um, or they are authors who got burned and are sticking their toe back into the whole process of writing again. And you want them to continue. You do not want people to. You don't want them to stop writing. Okay, we've we've. In, in the Harry Potter fandom, in the Stargate fandom, in any of the fandoms, we've lost too many writers over the years to assholes. And we definitely don't need to let those people win, okay, and lose more good authors. Or, frankly, more developing authors who, are, who have superb uh, ideas and are writing fantastic, and all they need is time and exposure to be you know, the, the shining stars that they can be. So, don't be an asshole. The yeah. thing is, is that when I started Rough Trade originally, when it was called Naked Nano, I asked other writers to join me, and I told them that I would provide a safe environment for them. And that has morphed into what Rough Trade is today, and that's why Rough Trade is mm-hmm. members only. Because during the April Rough Trade, it was open to the public. And because of my stringent rules about feedback, one of the authors participating in Rough Trade in April actually had someone track them down to their website, to their personal website, to criticize their work that's posted on Rough Trade because they knew they wouldn't get it past me. Or me. So they actually went out of their way. to criticize a writer on Rough Trade. And so when I found that out, I lost my temper a little bit. (laughs) And I made Rough Trade members only. And you are members on my good grace. If you abuse that privilege, you will lose that privilege. And depending on how I ban you, you may lose the privilege to read on my site as well because I do host Rough Trade on my main domain. So just keep that in mind and don't be an asshole. It's not exactly rocket science. You know, here's the thing. I am a cast iron bitch. I came out of the womb vicious. I stepped out of my mother's womb and said, what's up, motherfuckers, okay? That was me. And if I can be nice to people, you can too. You have no fucking excuse. It's not even my, it's, it's not even close to my default setting. Yeah, let's not, guys, because I've heard some of the default settings. Um, I find it funny, but then again, I'm also, you know, slightly disturbed and, well, you know, I've hung around with this woman for a couple of years now. Um, yeah, just a little, yeah, a little bit. Hey, Azur, I'm eating death berries. Earlier oh, tonight, when I was preparing, when I was preparing my snack, I thought of you, Azur. I thought, oh, Azur would be so mad if she could see this because I've got um, blackberries and some raspberries and some strawberries what on my plate. What did she do to you? I and haven't some checked my mail. I haven't tried to give it to her. This is all for I me. Know, I'm a selfish bitch. You're being <laughs> what? What the hell has Azura done that you're taunting her with the death fairies? 
while I was preparing my snack. Although, although, George, um, I, I can't see you because I'm in my car. I don't have chat. But you definitely need to find that um, uh, picture that you showed last night in chat, or was it the night before? But you showed in chat and make sure that Kira gets it because it's definitely something she needs to have on hand the next time CP eats all of the Oreos. All right, it's the guy with the, with the, the questionable um, equipment. It's so terrible. she should know who that one is. Oh, you have no idea. It, we, we basically hijacked the thread with a very sincere, what in the fuck is wrong with this guy? I don't want to see it, an it, ugly dick. It's not an ugly dick. I swear to God. I want that no on a T-shirt. I want to see, I want that on a T-shirt. I don't want to see an ugly dick. Because that is like well, my motto for life. It's one of them, yes. But I can, I can oh. swear on a, on, on a stack of, of, you know, Star, Stargate DVDs that there is no ugly dick in that picture. Okay. Okay, I believe you. We'll, we'll see uh-huh. how it goes. Everything else is fair game, but there's no ugly dick. Okay, I'm going to tell you guys a funny that happened to me while I was in Sam's Club, because as you know, um, I don't want to see an inflated ball sack either, original Kisses. <laughs> no. <laughs> Sorry. I don't want to see medical conditions. Absolutely not. Uh, no, actually, I don't think this is a medical condition as so much as a kink. My husband will not thank you. That's kind of the point. Okay. For me, I'll be grossed out. It's, it's, it's not good. Okay, let me tell you this story. Today in Sam's Club, I enter Sam's Club on the phone with my husband and as I was crossing the little crosswalk part this car almost hit me me physically not my my, my car but me my body right I mean like it was raining and I don't know if they were paying attention or whatever fucker anyway and this asshole behind the wheel waves at me like oh my bad and um oh, like you did with that one car that, that you almost hit yeah, yeah, yeah. Did the asshole wave. My bad. But I didn't actually hit a person or come close to hitting a person. That's a bit different. Point. I pulled out in front of somebody and did the little white girl wave. Yeah, that's what I did. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> let's just say for the record right now that I absolutely have no interest whatsoever in seeing ball balloons. <laughs> I don't want to see testicle balloons. No. No. <laughs> Absolutely not. You sick yeah, bitches. Have... And, I'm, and I'm including you in that original Tempest. You're a sick bitch, too. Anyways, um, <laughs> anyways, so uh, I I go into the store, and my husband unbeknownst to me, had me on speakerphone in his office, and there are three other men in his, in his office, and for the record, he's the only African-American in his office. Let's just put that oh, out Jesus. there. His oldest co-worker is in his 50s, and his youngest is in his 20s, and they're all three white men. And, the one in, uh-huh. and, and, and then he has one close to his age in, in the office as well. And so here I am on the phone with my husband, and... Um, uh-huh. 
for some reason, I don't know how we got on the subject. Um, we got on the subject of Daniel Craig. Oh, and that's a good Which, subject and, to have, and let's go, when, let's go uh, wax lovingly on that. Okay, well, here's the thing. What I said was is that I don't like white, blonde-headed men with Daniel Craig being the only exception. Uh-huh. And my husband laughed. I said, and I said, you know I don't think white men are sexy. And um, <laughs> he was like, he got tickled. And because he got tickled, I got tickled, and then it got kind of um, dirty because, it, anyways, what I said was, yeah. I said, I have never seen a white dick I would put in my mouth. <laughs> they don't say the right they 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 change colors. They get purple and weird or dark red, and they look like they got a disease. And I just went on and on. And my husband was laughing so hard he could not put me on mute. <laughs> I had no idea. Uh, so so there you go. Um, oh Jesus! When I got finished with my little rant, all I heard was "Oh my God!" and it was not my husband. It was his twenty-five-year-old. Uh, Co-worker. Oh, oh, oh yeah, dear. yeah. Well, that, that oh, isn't dear. the first time. That, that, that isn't the first time I've been caught out that way. And I should, but you know what? I actually don't give a shit. I, I, I have no well, shit to give. You know, you you have Jesus. You have a show where you know you're out and about for for all the world to hear. I, Already, well, right? If, no, you know, here's yes. the thing, though. I have never encountered a white... See, I can find white men attractive intellectually, but I do not find white men attractive sexually. I have never had sex with a white man. I never would have sex with a white man. Um, I don't mean it to be offensive. I just don't. They're not to your personal it's just, taste. It's, you know, it's it's a sexual preference. And that's what it boils down to. And the fact is, is that a lot of times I have a hard time watching porn, especially men who are really pale, because their dick turns funny colors and it makes me uncomfortable. I don't, I don't get it. And there is nothing more unattractive than a big purple dick. I just, it's. I know, Sybil. I know, I know it's called blood. I know, but here's the thing, Sybil. If you've never been with a black man, a black man's dick just gets darker. That's it. It doesn't turn purple or, um, it just gets it darker. Does, it there's the, the blood flush is there. Um, it's just that the color of the skin kind of makes it all blend in. You, you don't have to watch any funky, you know, color scheme changes. No, no, no. It just it 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 just gets darker. Yeah. So um that, that's yeah, fine. you know, okay, Chris, um the only dick that should be purple are the kind you buy in the sex toy store. I'll agree, but unfortunately some of those come with day glow and glitter. So, you know, it, yeah, it's you a know, trade off right yeah. there. Yeah, it's a mood ring. Yeah. But no, it's just a personal <laughs> preference. It makes me very uncomfortable. I I have um And you know it I'm, could I'm, be because my first partner was black, and the only white dick I'd ever seen before one particularly kinky party at college was in porn. Uh-huh. And you know how that goes. Oh, God. I remember the porn from when we were younger. Um, it was nasty. Yeah. It, yeah. yeah. And the men were hairy. 
Ron, Jeremy, thank you. That was just gross. Oh, gross. I'm going to tell you right now. Um, And I've never really encountered a black man with an excessive amount of body hair as well. And so that's that's the thing. My husband barely has any. He's, you know, a little bit here and there. Okay. It's very... Unfortunately, I've seen some white men who give silverback gorillas a run for their money. Um, I know. I know. Yes. Yes. Oh, Sybil, you kinky bitch. <laughs> what, she likes the furry people? She says, no, I like a good pelt. It's soft and nice to pet. You're so cute and freaky. <laughs> oh, I just don't. No. And that's one of the reasons why when I did um, uh, Ties That Bind, I went out of my way to remove as much body hair as possible. <laughs> Because I don't find I'm it sexy. You. I don't. I'm with you. I, I'm I'm mm. not a real big fan of pelts. Um, to the point where when husband gets home, he's getting manscaped if I have to hold him down and do it. Because he's been out of my reach for two months now. It's going to get changed when I get home. Slightly um, hairy is one thing. Being able to comb their back is another. No. No, honey. It's, it's not the combing of the back. It's not the combing of the back that's the disgusting part. It's the braiding and dreadlocking of the back that's the revolting part. Okay. Um, oh, that's so gross. That's so terrible. Oh, waxing yeah. is your friend. Yeah. Um. Yeah. And. Yeah. Yeah. Let's let's moving on. You know. Um, <laughs> although. My my uh, my friends and I at dinner today tonight were talking about um, various you know things we we enjoy eating and um, my uh, wait the guy pause how did we go from body hair to things you like to eat I'll, I'll explain it, it goes in with this my my friend was going well one of my favorite fruits is kiwi and I said well I like it too unfortunately I'm allergic. And, you know, but when I was actually able to eat it before the allergy came up, I always made sure that I didn't eat the skin because, I'm sorry, I'm not a real big fan of, of my fruit being furry. I much prefer it to be, you know, um, well, I use the term manscaped, but still, um, yeah. <laughs> I don't like peaches with, the, with the, the, the skin on because it's furry. And I'm sorry, if I'm going to have something furry in my mouth, it sure as hell is not going to be fruit. <laughs> well, at least you have standards. <laughs> yes, I do. <sighs> you know, that, that was my standards, and I'm sticking to it. So apparently well, Azure Hart's cousin had sex with a Neanderthal or a Bigfoot. I thought it was a Sasquatch. <laughs> well, I'm saying Neanderthal, but it could be Bigfoot. You know, you don't know. Who knows? Well, she said Sasquatch. She, she said that the, the, the cousin in question thinks that her kid was sired by Sasquatch. That explains the fur. Yeah, I don't know. Craziness runs in Azura's family. Of course, craziness runs in my family, too. My, my whole family no, honey, is crazy. It doesn't, it doesn't run in your family. It set up housekeeping and invites everybody over for tea. <laughs> yeah, we're all pretty crazy. <laughs> okay. The, the 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 bat shit group, you know, is over in my family, and and right now they're just playing rummy with the rest of the the insane asylum. Okay, so yeah, 
know, it's it's um yeah, card games in my family are a bad thing. Because I was thinking about it and realizing the only reason that it's not a, a seven for seven on foul language is because one of the, the seven people who plays cards is underage and there's enough ivory soap in the house that she she would regret it for days. But yeah, everybody but she can't cuss until she's eighteen. Really? That's not a well, rule in okay. my family. You well, know what the rule in my family is from my grandma, and this is terrible. This is absolutely terrible, but this is the rule, especially if you're not in public. My grandmother's uh, rule was is that you couldn't use cuss words if you couldn't spell them. You can be rest assured that me and my cousin Stan learned to spell cuss words and how about very quickly. I bet. Well, my grandma's been... My grandma's been um, passed away for a very long time, so that rule doesn't actually exist anymore. But ah, <laughs> when I was, I was younger, that was the rule. Because the well, first time I used the word fucker, my grandma says, can you spell that? And I went, no. She said, you can't use it. I learned how to go spell fucker. <laughs> you watch me. I learned. And my mom was like, what did you do? She's I'm just educating her. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No. Um, the first time I used a curse word around my mother, um, I think I called her a bitch. Oh, wow. Just, just, just swing out of that closet. Yeah, well, at the time, I think basically she, if I remember right, she was on the rag, her head, her, she was basically freaking out over something, and it's like, would you, what, stop being a bitch, and you know, I, then I looked at her with the oh shit look, and I expected to die. And she said, "You're over 18. I can't kill you anymore." It's like, thank God. <laughs> then I went away. To I have never. Training. This is amazing, considering how filthy my mouth is. I have never in my life had anybody even threaten to wash my mouth out with soap. I had it done. And it's disgusting. I got news, even as a younger person, I would have considered that such an affront to my dignity that the person who did it would have never, ever been safe from me again. And maybe that's why I never had it happen to me, because even as a small child, most of the adults in my family realized that I was a little bit more... Okay, real quick question. Did the chicken thing with your uncle's car happen? Yes. Did the chicken thing with your uncle's car happen before or after you said fucker the first time? I don't remember, but I was six when I did that thing to my uncle's car. And you were about the same age when you said fucker, from what I, from what we just heard. So yeah, some of that area. That they, yeah, I'm willing to bet they learned that lesson pretty quick. It was somewhere between that and the snake. Uh, yeah. Anyways. Yeah. <clears throat> <laughs> yeah, you, you, you. I'm not telling the snake story on the radio. Sorry, guys. No, that's no, terrible. No, no, nope. The just, uh, just the it, uh, the two psychotic chicken story is on my live journal, and basically what uh-huh. happened was is my uncle ran over my sister's tricycle. And, and my cousin Stan and it and, and it really upset her. And my cousin Stan and I 
let him know that he should replace it. And he said he wasn't going to because she had no business parking her tricycle in the driveway. And he made her cry. And so I circled a uh, tricycle, like like the one that she had from the Kmart flyer, (laughs) and gave it to him and said, this is her tricycle and this is what you're going to bring home to her. And he said no. Now, my uncle had gotten divorced. and He was doing the post-divorce sofa tour of the house and uh, of the family, and and he was staying with my grandmother at the time. And in the divorce, he asked for two things, basically. <laughs> his dog and his Camaro. She kept the dog. I think she got which the better is end of after this. But which, which is unfortunate because Ben and I like the dog. Anyways, and we would have been happy to have our uncle there if he'd had the dog. But he didn't have the dog. All he had was his assholery which was unfortunate, and he also had his Camaro. It was brand new. Brand new. It still smelled new. Until Remember, guys, this, this thing was a well-loved vehicle. Yeah, leather seats. It was tricked out. Hug it and pet it, hug it and, pet it and call it George. Yeah, anyways, it, yeah, it was the only thing he really asked for in the divorce, and they had like a $200,000 house, and that's the only thing he asked for. Anyways... He refuses to buy my sister a tricycle. Which, at, at that point in time, is probably not that expensive, all things being equal. No, no, it was like 40 bucks, maybe, maybe. They're not maybe. expensive, and he's just being an asshole. Anyways, and we gave him an opportunity to correct his behavior. I was six or seven, six, Kenny was five. Um, <clears throat> yep. Sam was so, five, five or six. My cousin, Mark. Yeah, we we all had to be in that range it was between four and seven. Because Mark. Ah, uh, yes, the little rascals' uh, ages. But anyway, it was only me and Stan at the house. So my sister was two, so I had to be six. Anyways, because <clears throat> it was like the first vehicle she got, so she was two. And Stan is six months younger than me. Kenneth is nine. Mark is almost a year. So my, my my grandma had all these small grandchildren, and a lot of times they spent the summer with um with us. Anyways, <clears throat> me and Stan, we warned him, and he didn't listen. So it's his own fault what happened next. My oh, grandma. Oh, yeah, totally. My grandma raised chickens, and there were these, when she brought this box of chicks home, there were these two, and we knew from when they were little fluffy yellow balls that something was wrong with them. They just weren't right. These were some crazy chickens. (laughs) These were were psychotic chickens, yeah. Yeah, sounds like Kat's um, uh, chicken that she named Lunch. Yeah. Okay. Anyways, Stan and I, these chickens grow up. Mm-hmm. Are you turning? Kind of helpful. 
I am. I'm actually you. turning we into can, my house. We we can hear your blinker. <laughs> uh, well, anyway, so these chickens, me and Stan spend the morning capturing these chickens. And we put those chickens in my uncle's car. We did a little, went over down a little bit. Just a little mm-hmm. bit. You know, so they wouldn't suffocate. And we didn't leave them in there long, and we did watch them while they destroyed his car. <laughs> and then after they were sufficiently um, entertained with having torn his sheet, his, his seats to shreds and shit everywhere, we let him out. Well, we let him out, and we went, we went about our business. <laughs> and my uncle lost his fucking mind and he chased us around the house for a few minutes that we hid behind grandma and Your she grandma told him if he laid a hand on either one of us that she'd lay him out on the floor <laughs> and, and she meant that shit she meant it um so and she told him, she said, you should go buy that baby a tricycle. Because this is just <laughs> act one. And you don't want to mess with either one of them because you don't want things to escalate. <laughs> yeah. So he went and got her a tricycle. And he moved out which my grandma thought was the best thing ever, so we got cookies every day for the rest of the summer. <laughs> what are you doing now? What are you doing? Uh, I'm home. So I just closed the car door. Oh. Since, you know, I came from work, I kind of had to grab some stuff out of the car, namely my purse. So that doesn't stay in there overnight. We got cookies every day for the rest of the summer, Kaya. Cookies. Homemade cookies. Peanut butter, oatmeal raisin, chocolate Chocolate chip. chip. Every day was cookie day, and it was amazing. My grandma made the best cookies. They were always homemade and perfect and awesome and just great. She also made fantastic brownies. I miss her brownies. She made such great brownies. She made those big, thick cake brownies with the frosting, the homemade frosting, and it would be oh, it would be so good. Now I'm hungry. Okay, I think I'm, I think I'm missing your grandmother, and I never met the woman. I know, right? Um, but uh, yeah. So you know, I uh, grew up with a lot of cousins, a lot of cousins. I have, um. I once wrote all of it down in my live journal. I don't actually, I couldn't even give you a number off the top of my head. I'll have to think about it. But um, there were about 15 in my age group. I thought you said you had a, something in the round, round, realm of 40 or 50 total. Yeah, and there, and there were about 15 or 16 in my age group within four to five years of my age in either direction. Right. Um, my and if... I have I have I have one cousin when she was born there was a big discussion about her name and her mom wanted to name her what was it it was terrible it was terrible um whatever Little it Bell, was Jimmy Bob No 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 my grandma in the hospital <laughs> I was 
like six or seven, and I was holding the baby. I was terribly excited to be holding the baby. Um, of course, I was seated, you know, and on guard by practically every adult in the room was watching me like a hawk. Mm-hmm. Uh, and um, the mother, my aunt, was talking about what she was going to name this, this girl, and um, she offered the name, and I forget what it was, and I don't think I actually should probably say it just in case one of my listeners has actually named this. Um, but remember, it's just my grandma's opinion. Um, mm-hmm. She said that she said that, and my grandma said, "What do you want her to grow up to be a stripper?" <laughs> oh, yeah, oh. yeah. That that was my grandma right there. When she got old, when she got old, she had a series of strokes, and she never had a particularly thick brain-to-mouth filter to begin with, but somewhere around stroke two or three, it it totally disappeared. (laughs) And I remember being in the hospital with her, and uh, we were, and uh, one of my uncle's wives, and he had several wives, he he married and divorced like it was a sport, and um, I was going to say, if it's an all at once, I hope he was a good, you know, diplomat and and (laughs) peace is out. He, his second wife, who cheated. Um, oh boy! My grandma, my grandma hated her and called her the whore. And um, oh dear! And never to her face until after she had her stroke. And I said, Grandma, Aunt, so and so is here, and she's like, Oh, I don't want to see that old whore. Oh, oh boy! That's the aunt. So and so, she doesn't actually want to see you today, and she was, and it was really hard to even be insulted because it was so. My grandma was never a cruel person. She was, uh, she was blunt, yes, but cruel, no, you know, and so it, so we, everybody knew that it was the stroke, you know, that she was just saying things mm-hmm. that she wouldn't normally say. But the other side of it is, is she was saying things, you know, she absolutely thought and thought the whole time that she knew you and just didn't tell you. Oh. Like when she told my Aunt Busybody that her boob job looked funny. <laughs> oh, dear. And it was my Aunt's second boob job because the first one had been too big and she'd gotten them... Um, scaled down a little bit. She'd gone from a D to a C. And she was originally like an A, and she kind of went overboard when she got her breasts done. Um, <clears throat> my grandma is sitting at my um, my mom's house, and uh, she turns to my aunt busybody and says, you know what? Those breast implants look stupid. Oh, boy. You look lopsided like somebody hit you and one got swolled up. (laughs) And she just kept going on and on. And everybody was just like, see, the thing is, is she would be so entertaining that you didn't want to tell her that she was being mean because then she would stop talking and then you would miss out on the entertainment, even if you were the current recipient of her. Yeah, um, inappropriate commentary. Eventually, she'd move on to somebody else, and it would be funny again. Oh, dear. Yeah, yeah, so you know. Mm Mm-hmm. And my mom, 
my mom is in her 60s, and she is, uh, I can see my grandma and my mom in, in, in ways that I never did before. And it's really interesting to interact with the older people in my family now that I knew them when they were my age. Mm-hmm. My mom, my mom had me at 20. Um, I was going off to college the year my mom turned 40. Mm-hmm. So I I have the perspective now where I saw my elderly relatives as young adults and even you know, and, and and then older adults and and now they're they're elderly and it's really interesting to to, to realize that when I was growing up right right now that that I'm that peer group and so seeing them get older and seeing them lose um their inhibitions and, and say things yeah, and to say things that they wouldn't have said before. And you learn so much about your family when your family gets old. Because they stop keeping secrets. Alternatively, they forget that they're supposed to keep secrets. So you learn things that you probably don't need to know. Oh, yeah. My cousin, my cousin um, Tara, recently had this experience. She uh, found out that her daddy is not her daddy. Oh, dear. Well, not her biological daddy. (laughs) Okay. And worse, she found out that my aunt has no idea who her biological daddy is. There There are three candidates, among them her husband, but they're pretty sure that's not accurate. Um, um, they're they're pretty sure that the husband of the time is is here's the thing. My aunt got pregnant during the last six months of her marriage, and she left her first husband because he was an asshole. Okay. At the time, she was dating her second husband. Okay. She was also dating two other men. So she knows pretty much for a fact that the baby isn't her second husband's. Going into the second marriage, they got married three weeks before she gave birth. So when she gave birth in the hospital, she put down her second husband's name on the birth certificate because she honestly had no idea who the father was. All she did know was that it wasn't the man she had been married to, and 99% likely it wasn't the man she was currently married to. But it's possible well, my cousin didn't know this, didn't know this at all. And so she was doing some uh, genealogy work. She does it. I, th- I, th- I think that shit's kind of creepy. Maybe you don't want to know. I'm just saying. Anyways, mm-hmm. and um, she asked her mom about her first husband to see, you know, and uh then she was looking through the records and she realized that she, her mother was still married to her first husband when she conceived when she was conceived and she asked her mom if this first husband was her biological father and she said oh no honey i hadn't had sex with that man in almost a year when i divorced him so <laughs> at this point my cousin has learned that her mom cheated on her first husband with her second husband, the man she assumes is her father. 
at this point. Mm-hmm. She says, well, you know, um, okay, so you were having an affair with, with Daddy. Um, and she's like, yes, and two other men. <laughs> I shouldn't find this so funny. It's terrible. Yes. Oh, by the way, I saw the fluffy cow. I actually had seen it before. Um, honestly, I look at that, and all I can think of is it's a life-size chia pet. It is cute, though. It's a cute fluffy cow. Anyways. It is. So my cousin um, has reached out to both of these men that had sex with her mom while she was married to her first husband. And, um, there's been some discussion about DNA tests. And my cousin, you know, she's, she's of two minds. One, um, she doesn't want her daddy not to be her daddy. So she doesn't right. want to do the test. But on the other side of it is that she's she needs to know her medical history. She needs to know the family history of you know, of the person right. who actually fathered her. And so she has that going on as well. And um, it's and a I big can thing. I see it's, that. Yeah, yeah, it's a big thing, and she's she's really upset. And that's the kind of things you learn when your parents get old. You learn things that you don't. You're what you're like what. The, the discretion um, filter has like, gone by the way. Like when my mom admitted to me that she dropped acid. Really? Yes. Holy so shit. Me, me and my mom are in an Atlanta bread company, and that's like a deli coffee shop slash thing. You know, they have salads and soups uh-huh. and sandwich. And um, anyways... And I'm sitting there with my coffee. We're by the fireplace, and we're chilling out. And um, she's watching something on YouTube. It's got some kind of swirly thing going on in, in the video. And she's like, oh, that's like dropping, that's like dropping acid. <laughs> and I turned and looked at her, and I went, what? She said, well, I only did it once. I said, you dropped acid? Um, and I said it really loud, right? Because I was like, what? Really? Because I knew about the marijuana, but then who didn't smoke pot in the seventies? I mean, anyways, I found out I found out my parents smoked pot in the eighties, and I completely, I didn't so much lose my shit because, hey, they they were grown ups and and not my call, but it was very much a case of. You know, I grew up with the, the the just say no generation, and you don't do drugs and. And the people who taught me not to do drugs were sitting there smoking pot. The fuck was I? Apparently, I was over with the rest of the kids at the Sunday school um, uh, thing that they were doing because they were smoking pot with the rest of the church group. I really? grew up with that dare, don't do drugs crap. And I got news for you. I smoked pot in college. Yeah, I'm apparently the only one out of all my friends who has not tried pot. I mean, really? I I come home from college, and I'm like a junior, and one of my friends from high school brings over a couple of joints, and we're out on the porch smoking. And her mom, my mom comes out, and she says, what are you girls doing? And she tries to hide it. And I'm like, I I don't even bother trying to hide it, whatever. I know, right? And um, and she said, there's no hiding that. Smoking. And, um... 
I was like, yeah, you want some? And she said, yeah. And so, so, so she sat down on the porch with us and smoked a joint. My friend said it was the best night of her life because her mom would have killed her. And mine's out on the porch smoking. You know, anyways, my mom dropped acid. And I told her, I was like, you know that you can trip 30, 40 years after your initial dose of acid? And she said, yeah, I'm kind of looking forward to it. <laughs> so oh I hope it happens. God. It doesn't happen with everybody, but I, but I hope I'm lucky. And I said, Mama, I don't think that would be lucky. She said, I do. I'm like, okay, oh, God. Yeah. <laughs> that, that's Mama. my mom. That's my mom. Um, um, Kaya, did you have a question? Because earlier in the chat room, you talked about asking questions in the chat. Did you have a question? Anyway. Yes, because um, a generation older than us. I'm sorry. Oh, it happens when you lose uh, weight in the cell. It's stored in relation. Oh. I'll tell my mom. That could be her um, her encouragement to lose weight. An acid trip. <laughs> oh, great. Let us know how that turns out. I've ne- Kaya said in the chat room that she's never been drunk. I don't remember my sophomore year of college. I hope I wasn't Apparently supposed to learn well anything ago. important. I, ho- I hope I didn't learn anything important because it's gone. Boom. Gone. Um, I danced a lot. I fucked a lot. Sex was great. Sex is still great. But when you're young, like in your 20s, it's a different kind of great. You have to go all then night. You get, yeah. And work the next day. Uh-huh. I can't tell you how many times I would be up all night drinking and having sex. And then sleep for two hours, roll out of the bed, and go to work, still drunk. <laughs> you know? Fortunately, I walked. <laughs> oh, shit. So. I, there's, uh, I never got, oh, come on, I take, I'll take this. I got drunk to blackout once. I didn't particularly enjoy the sensation. So for the rest of the time, I rode the edge of that particular level of drunkenness. But um, it's a really good thing that the human body essentially replaces all of itself every seven years because my liver somewhere around, I think, year three of me being in the Navy was about to go on strike. I had a really good time drinking. I had a physical about five or six years ago, and you know the full deal with the entire big, huge blood work. And she came back mm-hmm. and she says, "Well, everything looks great. Your liver's perfect." And I'm like, "Are you serious?" And she said, "Yeah." I said, I, "Are you surprised? Do you have a history?" I was like, "Well, no. But I just did my very best to pickle it when I was in college, and I'm kind of disappointed." <laughs> I said, "I put some serious effort into that." Okay. Artistic has a question about ties that bond in the whole Dom sub relationship. Lay it on me, Artistic. And Robin, you can have the hard alcohol, I'll have your beer. 
Okay. <laughs> I, I enjoy beer, but it can't be crap beer. It has to be good beer, like an ale or um, – I like ale. Um, I like uh, mostly ales. I like the dark ones, the ones Same you can thing. almost chew. Yeah. Oh, Guinness, it's a good thing. Yeah. Uh, okay, Artistic says, okay, so you know when Rodney is punished by John – for the whole uh, low blood sugar thing. Okay. Okay. What happens when a dom makes a similar mistake? Um, here's, <laughs> well, yeah, um, here's the thing. Uh, doms are responsible only to themselves. John doesn't submit to anybody. He doesn't owe anybody else um a standard of behavior beyond his job. And his job isn't going to punish him for being a dumbass. Um, and Rodney wasn't punished for having low blood sugar. He was punished for ignoring his health. And he was punished for putting himself in a damaging, position to... Damaging himself. He was, that's why he was punished, not because he actually had low blood sugar, or, but because he was being irresponsible. Yeah. And... Um, no, the um, the only time John would be or, or Don would be punished for not taking care of themselves would be if it had consequences on their job. Mhm. And while technically the low blood sugar thing could have consequences on the job that um, that they do out there, it, if you remember, there is a scene um, in Ties That Bind where um, John is punishing a, a dom um, because he was being a shit in the field to his... Yeah, he disobeyed his commanding wife. officer who was also his submissive. And so he did get punished by John for mm-hmm. that. Um, but in Rodney's situation, if that had happened to a dom, unless it impacted his job in, in some way, he would not have faced any sort of punishment for it. No. And I the only it. reason Rodney did... And he wouldn't have if he hadn't been collared. But the only reason he did is because he gave himself to John. He submitted body and soul to John. So his, he has a responsibility to his dom to maintain his health. And he ignored that and hurt himself. Frankly, and so John punished him. Yeah. And frankly, the, the, the punishment that he got was not something that was in front of, you know, the, the whole um, of, of the expedition. This was between the two of them. And for the, for the most part, except for, you know, um, a, a uncomfortable uh, ass because it was, it was red and, and aching, what punishment he got was not going to um, ping any of his, his ability to do his job. Okay, and, you know, for all anybody, you know, knew or cared, he'd gotten the right of his life and was having a bit of a problem sleeping. Okay, so, yeah, it's, it's, um, it was strictly between the two of them. It wasn't, it wasn't everybody else's business, right? Right. No, you know, the thing is, is that doms don't face 
um, any sort of discipline unless they abuse somebody in their care or they fail to do their job. That's when in a situation where, um, in theory, John could be punished. If he failed to do his job, if he abused somebody in his care, and I don't just mean Rodney, I mean a soldier in his command, if if he abused a civilian on the base, in those are situations mm-hmm. where discipline would come into play. The uh, Another good example for that, I guess, would be... Um, uh, the Nancy asked prima donna. Well, yeah, because Kevin Jordan got punished. That mm-hmm. exceeded discipline and became a um, lifelong, you're never getting over it kind of punishment. He was maimed for life well, for what he did. Well, yeah, but that was that, that was that or I can't remember how you pronounce his name, but anyhow, that was that was over at um, you know uh, the the Shepherd School. But I'm thinking what he got from the military, um, at least at first, that was, I mean, he got cashiered out and he got humiliated and he got hurt. But as far as I know, what they originally did with the military was not crippling. No, with the military, he was disciplined by losing rank and being um forced to retire. That was the extent uh-huh. of his punishment because of, because of his rank. Right. That's all he got. And um, then he was, due to social politics and the fear the IOA had of the program being exposed before they were ready, he got Mm -hmm. taken to Singapore and beat like a hated stepchild. (laughs) (laughs) Delta Raja would have cheerfully killed him if he had not been asked to by his own government not to. Mm-hmm. Because John is special to Dr. Raja, but more importantly, it needs to be pointed out that he attempted to sexually assault a geisha, and he threatened yep. to sexually assault a red petal geisha, which is a princess. And for that alone, if Lotus had had the opportunity they would have cut off his head. He actually got off very lucky. Yeah, he actually got off very lucky that he only got what he got. Because if it had been left up to Raja's sister, Kevin Jordan would have left Singapore in a box. And she probably would have cut the head. I'm not (laughs) finding that to be a... I'm not finding that to be a bad thing, you know. Planted on a pike outside the the the, um, the compound and let it rot. <laughs> but you know, if he had actually succeeded in sexually assaulting Matthew or Miko, um, and I think that an, another writer probably would have written that, but I don't write rape. Um, no. I don't even write rape recovery. I don't I have a real problem with that. I just don't. And you know what? You know what bothers me the most about it. And this is, and this is a bit of honesty for you. I write things that entertain me, 
And when I write sexual things, it's because I find them sexy and they turn me on. And so it makes me really uncomfortable to read rape fic because I think that the other writer is approaching the subject from the same direction I am. And that makes me terribly uncomfortable, the idea that there's enjoyment to be found there, especially when it comes to explicit rape or child molestation. And I'm like, I don't know how you can – I don't write things I don't enjoy. I don't. Mm-hmm. Even my death fix amuse me, and that's terrible. Okay, it's terrible, but it, it's Excuse true. Me. Excuse me. Um, what the the death the death fix in question? Uh, I got to the bottom of that particular one. I'm thinking of the one with with Shepard and and Atlantis and all. Um, I was thinking of the Sherlock one, but okay. One. Well, that one was funny as fuck. But no, um, I got to the bottom of the the, the one with Atlantis and. My whole reaction to that one was just a very deep-seated um, satisfaction and, you know, a, a case of – or a, a feeling of this was well done and, you know, all right, I'm, I'm very happy with this. The Sherlock Let's go one, have sex. <laughs> all righty then. The Sherlock one, um, I got to the bottom of that one and I just laughed. It's all hey. fine. Oh my God! I hate you. <laughs> Azor has brought up the tea ladies again. For those of you on podcast who probably who, who don't know about the, the tea lady, um, Lady Holder and I have been kind of working on a story, a Sentinel. Um, Sherlock it's your damn turn. I know, but I got other shit on my plate. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Anyways, <laughs> I had this lady. In, Sher- in, in our Sherlock Sentinel, um, and uh, she was my comic relief because she I always forgot to, to, to cut off her teapot, and Sherlock would call her every fucking day and let her know she needs to turn her fucking teapot off because she would forget. Anyway, in one of the drafts that Lady Holder sent back to me, she killed my tea lady. <laughs> and she killed my comic relief without even asking me about it. She just killed my character. She just killed her. Dead. Yes. That's okay. Hey, at least I deleted. She, she died. She died in her sleep. For the love of God. At least I you tea lady murderer. She didn't Did go you? up in flames. It's no, too late. I'm not it a Hufflepuff. You, you, you slimy bastard. I'm a Slytherin. <laughs> yeah. But I deleted that part so the tea lady did not stay dead. Um, but here's the thing. Which is really funny. Chris is actually doing a Harry Potter story for this rough trade coming out oh, next week. It's called The Tea Ladies. And one of the first comments on that story was to make sure that Lady Holder didn't get near it. <laughs> God. You know Try and try and, and, and you know, do something with somebody and you know, just damn it. Just for that, I, I really should do something horrible. I don't know what I'm going to do yet, but I'll figure it out. <sighs> Send Azur some hemlock tea or some shit. <laughs> no, apparently I'm not living down the fucking tea lady. <laughs> Anyways, yes, that's funny as hell. That yes. is funny as hell. 
It is, it is, and Sin is right. You know, rocks fall, they all die. I'm, I, you know, I, I could put that in, but it would basically leave. I mean, we're, guys, we're so close to the end, to the payoff of this. It, she needs to write her damn scene. So, anyhow, we're not even close. We've only done one victim. We picked, we plotted we've four. Two. We've done two. Have we? we but, but, but we, yes. but we plotted four. We killed. No, we plotted two. No, four. Well, exactly. What the hell are we going to do with four? Considering that we've got two, and we and yeah. I'm pretty sure um, we plotted four. I can we go look. Two. I thought we plotted four. Really? Yes, we left. We left number three as a possible, or or had it on his murder wall, or something. All right, but because, you know, there, there's the, because the first one was the skin. You're giving away plot points. That was in the um, excerpt. Okay. Okay. And and, and the, the second, second one, one was something. That yeah, it was, it was that. Else. And the third one. What was the third one? I thought Nothing. we had four. Nothing. No, no, we didn't have four because. Uh, plot point number one uh, was because we needed – it was representing a certain thing. You're right with the skin. And mm-hmm. plot point number two was, was representing another thing, and, and that was sufficient. And yeah. um, we, we left the Wait. option of, of – Did we get enough of that one thing into yes. to do what he wanted to do? Yes, because if you remember correctly, victim number one, if you will, in this whole mess – um, he he took his his um, initial uh, requirement from that victim, and then he ran out and needed it from victim number two. And yes, guys, I know we are so so not helping you at all. <laughs> Sorry. Okay, but you know what? No, the zombie tea lady does not count as one. For fuck's sake, Azur. <laughs> That was Lady Holder's victim, <laughs> not our serial killer's victim. Yeah, and there's besides, a thing right there. I have, there's I a thing. Have, I actually have victim number one. That was the one that I, I um, poisoned with the, the, the um, that one salad that was, fuck, I don't remember what it was. It was... Um, yeah, you killed like was... Sherlock. Yeah, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Lady Holder's had quite a few victims in this in in this story because she's a killer. I had a good. Somebody had better not have been looking at my my actual history at that point because I was researching poisons and plants and things that could go into um, the salad, and it was a it was a c o i n t e. Yeah. I don't remember that. Yeah. Which is also. No, it is. Um, which is also what? Uh, I don't remember. I forget. Wolfsbane. Yes. Wolfsbane. Yeah, Wolfsbane. Thank you yes. and Monkshood. Thank you. Um, I, uh, <laughs> I okay, powder. <laughs> yes. In this case, though, guys, it was a very lovely salad with some of the berries and a nice raspberry vinaigrette that was nice and tart and covered the whole nasty taste. And the poor bastard ate it. And that and was died. actually in the in the uh, excerpt as well. Yeah, because that's um, 
that was an off-scene previous case murder that uh, mm-hmm. Sherlock was explaining Sherlock, to John. And um, one tried, thing I really enjoy him. about Beautiful and Dangerous Things is that <laughs> Sherlock Sherlock desperately does not want a guide. But once he has John in his ha- in his apartment, he desperately does not want anybody else to have John. <laughs> so it's like this double-edged sword. It's like, okay, he knows that John's his guide. He knows. This this, this is his guide. There is, there is he no doubt whatsoever. He wants him. He doesn't want anybody else to have him, but he doesn't want him. <laughs> so it's like this Mine. thing. And when we had those scenes in the beginning where – um, Sherlock is really confused and he doesn't know what to do with John and he keeps messaging Mycroft and referring to John as the guide and, and the not guide. calling him John. The, the guide needs stuff. Yes. <laughs> and then at the end of the scene, when I have Mycroft um, tell Sherlock it'll be okay, like Mycroft uh-huh. is actually in his head, you know. So it's, yes. um, yeah. It's 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 amazing because um, this particular and Kaya, how the hell do you know Wolfsbane tastes bored? Um, the 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 thing with this particular Sherlock is it's very much a case of mine. You know, you don't get to touch it. Mine. And, mine, yeah. Yeah, but and, mine, and, and I don't. You know, I don't want you to touch it, but I'm not going to touch it either. Yes. <laughs> so it's like and, a thing. Mm-hmm. My toy, yes, exactly that. And the thing is, though, um, you know, for all that he's saying, my toy, mine, 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 um, John is watching this whole thing, and his, his level of sheer amusement at the mine is, is, is making this really interesting as well. And the title, Beautiful and Dangerous Things, comes from a line in the the first chapter where Sherlock and John meet, and Sherlock tells John that you like beautiful and dangerous things, and basically he's telling Mm -hmm. John, you like me, because I'm beautiful and dangerous. I'm the most beautiful and dangerous thing you will ever know. Right. You know, and and the thing is, is... um, what is what Sherlock doesn't quite get at that point is that John is the most beautiful and dangerous thing that he's ever going to know. And, you know, poor Sherlock, he hasn't quite, he, he's got a lot of the clues as to, to what he's getting into. And he's letting them lie for once, you know. Um, he's got other things on his mind, and he'll he'll get to it when he gets to it. Which I think is part of the thing that he's also having a good time making his brother spin. One of the things that I really enjoy that we did with um, with this mm-hmm. is that um, when we talked when uh, Sherlock's evolution as a Sentinel and mm-hmm. how he came online as a child in response to the murder, um, mm-hmm. or was he already online? Mycroft is the one that went alpha. My- during the yeah. murder of his father and brother. And um, mm-hmm. Sherlock was forced to live through this traumatic event where his brother, Mycroft, who was um, latent at the time, comes online and goes feral on an intruder in their home. 
Yeah, to protect Sherlock because their brother mm-hmm. and father are murdered in front of them. And, and Sherlock Sherlock is too small to protect himself. And he's he's forever damaged by this because he had imprinted on his father's heartbeat. Mm-hmm. And he's carried this heartbeat in a recording ever since. And instead of guard, being able jealously. And he's he's afraid. Sherlock's mm-hmm. very afraid in this story. He's he's afraid to become attached to John. He's afraid to bond with John. He's afraid to learn John's heartbeat and to look for it because the first time he ever did it, the first time he ever looked for a heartbeat. It wasn't there. It wasn't there because it was his father's and it was taken from him. And, he, and he's not ready for another. And and maybe um, a part of him thinks he never will be. But there will become, there will come a point where he has no choice but to reach out mm-hmm. for John. And it's going to be amazing. Do I get to write the sex or are you writing the sex? Um, I'll be honest and say I think it's going to be um, you for the first one because you write really good bonding sex. So, yeah. <laughs> well, thanks. <laughs> I like sex. I like to write sex. And maybe that's why I have such a problem with rape fic um, because it's I think sex, sex is awesome. And amazing, and I don't want to see um, sex corrupted and turned into something else. And um, yeah. I don't know; I don't consider rape sex, but yeah, and things we, that we happen are... during rape also happen during sex. And I don't want to see that corruption. But I don't want. And yeah, I don't. No. Ha- I don't find it entertaining, and it makes me uncomfortable that others do. The worst thing that I see in the Story finders is somebody asking for rape fic. Yes. Um, Or someone who asked for torture fic. I don't. I don't get it. I don't. I don't. I read to be entertained, and I write to entertain myself. And I'm really uncomfortable with the idea of somebody being entertained by that. I don't get it either. In in a lot of ways, Um, it's not something that I'm ever going to say that I'm I'm happy with the thought of of people um enjoying although I know it's out there. I can't stop it. All I can do is you know, um to entertain myself. You know, I write what is is fun and and, and entertaining for me. So yeah, I understand that. I don't any torture or anything, it, it's all off camera. It's not something that, that I want seen. So that's, you know, um, by the way, the, the whole, uh, touching on it, the whole tea lady dying thing, I put in there because it was a case of at least what I thought, would have been a bit of, a good bit of outside um, the outside world pinging in on the two of them because um, Sherlock, for all the fact that he is gruff and pissy about it and just is uh, again is very attached <laughs> to that old lady. 
you know. Yeah, and I am too. As that, that, might, that might have become obvious. <laughs> yes, rather. Yes, you are. <laughs> so, uh, she's she's a sweet old dear, who we really need to have her son take take good care of her. You know. So. Now I wrote a story called In the Blood. And there is torture in that fic. It actually takes mm-hmm. place off stage, and what you see about it or hear about it is um, told in the after, basically. Mm-hmm. You're, you're, you're told it's happened, but you're never shown it. And you're told the, the impact of it, and you're told... But for all the times that John and Rodney die in that fic, none mm-hmm. of it happens on stage. None of it happens on stage. Because it's told entirely nope. from their points of view, so at no point does the reader ever see one of them dead. Nope. Oh, and guys, let the t- the damn tea ladies, you know, be for the love of green apples, people. I'm not going to take oh, come on. torture them. I'm not gonna... Everybody <sighs> has to have their thing. That's going to be yours. You're stuck with it. Embrace it. Me. Embrace it. And write a short story where you kill a tea lady. Do you know how much shit I will get if I do that? You oh should totally God. do it in your Harry Potter. You should just totally kill somebody at tea. Oh, it it, it could become your thing. I'll be back. <laughs> somebody somebody dies drinking tea in every one of Lady Holder's stories from now on. I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. But, you know, the thing is, is we all have our little things, and, and that unfortunately became yours. And, and that's the beauty of yeah. um, having a community. It, it comes out in, in yes. interesting and very different ways. And you, uh, <laughs> she could be a ghost haunting Hogwarts. <laughs> oh. <laughs> she drowns in a cup of tea. <laughs> Oh, maybe. Who knows? Oh. <laughs> I was fiddling around the other night with a story, and um, and there's a line in it where Hermione turns to Harry and says, Umbridge has to go. And he looks her right in the eye and says, out of the castle or in, a, or in an unmarked grave in the Forbidden Forest, because I'm game for either. <laughs> Hot damn! <laughs> oh. <laughs> oh. Anyways, I um oh, I opened up. Mm-hmm. I opened up the original book two of Atlantean Legacy. Oh boy! But, um, day before yesterday. Mhm. And I was kind of hurt. I hurt my own feelings because there is a lot of stuff in there I'm going to have to change. I know. I'm going to tell you guys some stuff that I have to change. And don't lose your shit, okay? Because it was before. It, I wrote this a long time ago. It was four, okay? Number one, Daniel Jackson's actually already on Atlantis, but in this rough draft of book two or book three, whatever it, whatever it turns out to be, he stayed on Earth, and Vala was mm-hmm. ascended. Right, so that's going to have to be fixed. Okay, and also, um, should I confess this? I'm going to confess this. Matt died as a baby. <laughs> mm-hmm. 
that he died. Real well. Him and his mom, they died in a car accident because she went into labor. And yeah, so I have this whole thing where David is, is John's only brother because Matt died um, when he mm-hmm. was. Um, born and this was before the character of matt shepherd was very popular on my site and so of course it's not going to stay that way but um yeah. at the time she, she realized she realized pretty damn quick that wasn't going to fly yeah you know so it's 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 terrible it's, it's terrible and i was reading it I'm like oh my god i killed matt i mean i knew i had done that inadvertently because the thing is is that matt isn't an is an original character in canon john has one brother and that's david Mm-hmm. and while his dad's name is patrick shepherd we never actually see patrick shepherd the first time we hear oh. patrick shepherd's name is when john barry's his father so while patrick shepherd exists in canon he is essentially an oc for me because um there was nothing there to we work with see, yeah we never see him really in the original treatment of John's character, John's father was an army general in the original treatment. And then when it, when it came into the show, when you meet John's brother and you see the funeral, Patrick Shepard is, is um, portrayed as an industrialist. So mm-hmm. that's why if you read really old um, Stargate fic, before that episode of Atlantis, you might see John's father as military, because in the mm-hmm. original in the original treatment of the character, he was um, in the army. Of course, if you look at the pilot of Atlantis, John's not in an Air Force uniform. Nope. Because originally he wasn't Air Force either. He's in a. Is it Marine or is it Army? Um, no, he's yeah. He's actually there's a part where he's he he's got Army or Marine insignia on. The he's best, not wearing Air Force uh, insignia. No, the best time to get that would be the scene where he's in the chair and they they focus in on him because you can actually read his um, his name tag at that point as well. So you have a good chance of getting his insignia there. They're saying and Marine in the chat room. But, yeah, so that pilot episode, there's a couple of things in there that are different. But in the original treatment of John's character, his daddy was in the military and the Army. So when you see that in old um, fanfic, that's the reason why. Mm-hmm. That's also why I gave him the background of being in the Navy and being – an industrialist in um, in Sentinels of Atlantis. So there you go. We're down to 60 seconds. I don't even know what to call this radio show tonight. I'm just going to just fuck it and leave it just Kara's world because I talked about everything and nothing. Well, you can just say everything and nothing then. <laughs> everything everything the title. and nothing at all. Everything, everything and nothing, and nothing at, all. at all. Special guests, Kaz and Lady Holder. <laughs> Oh, and the tea lady. <laughs> God damn it, the damn tea lady. <laughs> anyway, yeah, yeah, you guys, yeah. you guys have a good evening. Tomorrow is the last day for for doing your project file for Rough Trade. You got an email if you haven't already done yours. Have a good evening. Bye. Shut up and sit down. Shut up and sit down. Shut up and sit down.
500 vehicles to sell, 500 ways to save. One month only at Build Penny Toyota during Mega Memorial Month. Now through May 31st. That means mega deals on your favorite Toyota models from Alabama's number one volume Toyota dealer. And don't forget every new vehicle comes with our 10-year unlimited warranty. Plus, enjoy the rest of our awesome Penny perks. Visit BuildPennyToyota.com during Mega Memorial Month. Number one based on 2018 total new Toyota retail sales in Alabama for Southeast Toyota distributors. Warranty valid through 10th year of ownership on new vehicles only. See dealer for details.